Happy holiday. Happy holiday. While the merry bells keep ringing, happy holiday to you. It's the holiday season, and Santa Claus is coming round. The Christmas snow is white on the ground. When old Santa gets into town, he'll be coming down the chimney down. It's the holiday season, and Santa Claus has got a toy for every good girl and good little boy. Santa's a great big bundle of joy when he's coming down the chimney down. When he's coming down the chimney down. He'll have a big fat pack upon his back, and lots of goodies for you and for me. So leave a peppermint stick. For old Saint Nick, hanging on the Christmas tree. It's the holiday season. The holiday season. So hoop-dee-doo and dickery-dock. Don't forget to hang up your sock. Cause just exactly at 12 o'clock, he'll be coming down the chimney down. He'll be coming down the chimney down. He'll have a big fat pack upon his back. Lots of goodies for you and for me So leave a peppermint stick For old Saint Nick Hanging on a Christmas tree It's the holiday season This is In the Know for Tuesday, December 1, the 336th day of 2020. There are 30 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on YouTube, uh, Facebook Watch on YouTube Live on Periscope. And the hashtag is In the Know. Coming up today, we will update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We officially kick off the final month of 2020. As December 1st arrives, we have that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. She's the pride of Pumpkin Center, the heiress to the great mini burger fortune. She's Vera Wang's arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunter's woman of the year. She's Misty Embry Thomas. Hey. hey, how's Misty? I'm well, how are Not too bad. Happy December. Uh, it came in with a bang. You know, we, we did get some news about a vaccine. So. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. I was wondering yeah. which yeah. bang you were talking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, the big bang theory. That's yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, uh, so you Have you solved the issue with these monoliths yet? I asked you about the monoliths yesterday morning. You said, I don't know, don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, no. And, but now... You've still not seen the monolith. In Utah, a a weird monolith that looks like it was made out of Beskar steel. If you watch The Mandalorian, you know what Beskar steel is. Okay. Just this monolith that was sticking up out of the ground in Utah um, last week. No one knows how it got there. No one knows how it disappeared. It just suddenly vanished. And now another one has surfaced in Romania. Okay, so obviously aliens. Is it coming out of the ground or is it lodged into the ground i don't i'm i'm you could probably make a case for either it looks like it fell out of the sky and pierced the ground right but that's heavy it's not large it's so 
this would be the type of that you you and your husband would love figuring this out because yeah, really. he, I know he's an avid Sasquatch. Um, yes. I wanted to say believer, but I think oh, that understates. Yes, he's a believer, but I think oh, his yeah. belief system goes beyond whether Sasquatch is real or not. I think it's yeah. just a fact that that it's real. Does I that mean, make sense? He would ninja somebody who didn't need ninja and over big, Bigfoot. <laughs> That's how serious it I is just, at our house. I need to know. I need to know what yeah. these uh, monoliths are. I've got to. Uh, I, don't, I, don't know. I have crazy. to figure it out. He's the uh, five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. Two-time Silver Sal nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Moscow, Paris, and even Clarkson. It's Sam Gormley and the sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Um, <laughs> I was watching the other morning. I actually watched a full episode of the uh, Turkeys Away WKRP in Cincinnati on Wednesday evening. And I love that spot, um, the the part where when Les Nesman's getting run off by the shopkeeper, and he says, "Don't you know who I am?" And he says, "I won the Newshawk, the Ohio Newshawk Award last year." Like so, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't care. So uh, how Sam, how Sam doing? Not too bad. I mean, we we've got what thirty days left in the year. Is that what you said? <laughs> I think we we're, we're almost done. Uh, and when that's over, then basketball starts. So that's when when we get busy again. So it's it's good. So you stand on your tippy days. toes, you can see 2021. Right. Yeah, it's over the right. over the sunset there. But you might want to be careful about what you see. <laughs> Let's hope that it's better. I know, Sam, you've been out of sorts because you don't like it when there's not order restored okay. in the in the world. And I know that you took it particularly hard when the uh, Oxford Dictionary and some of the other dictionaries wouldn't name a single word of the year. I do like. I do like order. You and like, I yes, know, and you an like answer. A you like a definitive. You don't yes. like something being called the word of the year, and then they give you seven choices. Exactly. You need the word of the year. There's only one Super Bowl champion. And Merriam-Webster exactly. and Dictionary.com have gotten their act together, and the word of the year is pandemic. That makes sense. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's the yeah. over. It, it, yes. it, it, it is the, the umbrella, umbrella word of all other things yeah. that have happened this yeah. year. Yes. Uh, everything. The presidential election was related to the pandemic, at least the outcome and the way we approached it. So every vaccine. Well, wait a minute. You don't have a vaccine without pandemic. So pandemic is the word of the year. Makes sense to me. It may be the word of the next few years because there will not there will not be a day. I was asked on Wednesday by my future son-in-law. He said, if you had to guess, he said, will there be, what month next year will things go like what month will we be? And you go, all right, things are starting to feel normal. And the thing is, it will never happen again. There will never be a day. I mean, in four or five years, we'll get to a point where we don't talk about it every day. But it's going to be such a long, slow recovery from like the, life is different mm -hmm. Li life has forever changed this is not something that happened for a month and then went away right. this is now it impacts us in so many ways going forward so and as i said in march there won't be a date when the governor says okay come on out everything's fine it, you know nothing's going to hurt you come on out it won't it's just not going to happen mm -hmm. that way so pandemic may be the word of 2021 <laughs> as well not. it just may not bother us as much if that makes any sense mm -hmm. a sunny chilly day is ahead wind chill in the teens and lower 20s uh this morning it was breezy it was yuck 
Um, well, the weather wasn't so yuck. It was just cold. It's the wind chill. Mm-hmm. Not crazy. good. We're going to see a slight warm-up tomorrow as highs climb into the mid to upper 40s. Skies will remain sunny throughout the day tomorrow. Tomorrow night looks cold, partly cloudy, and dry. Uh, decreasing clouds, 38 today, clear and 26 tonight, mostly sunny and 47 for tomorrow is what we are looking forward to. Uh, Moderna has now asked the FDA and European regulators to okay their emergency use order. The uh, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, the other providers have, have gone through and said our, vir- our vaccine is ready. We need your we need your approval to go ahead and start uh, distributing it. And Moderna says it it asked yesterday for that um, for that permission. So it looks like another choice as the vaccines will. Is this is that one Dolly's move around the country? I you know I don't know I can't remember if Dolly was Moderna or not. I'm sure we'll find out quickly. But what comes next? That'll be once they get their once they get their permission. What will happen? The FDA has pledged that before it decides to roll out any COVID-19 vaccines, its scientific advisors will publicly debate whether there's enough evidence behind each candidate. First up will be Pfizer and uh, BioTech on December 10th. They'll present data suggesting their vaccine candidate is 95% effective. Moderna says its turn at this science court is expected exactly a week later on December 17th. I hope that these debates work better than most other things that the federal government's involved in. Yeah, well, I mean, the framework that's in place is going to go, I'm going to go, no, it's not. But here's the, hoping something turns around in 2024. At well. the same time, you would think everyone would be on the same team when it comes to this. But then again, here, look at look at our political landscape. Yeah. Look how divided we are. But, you know, I think most Americans and I think most politicians, Sam, to, you, to quote your friend Drew Franklin, get in here. You know, and just <laughs> c- c- get in here. But saying, uh, w- we don't care if it's not perfect. We understand it might not be perfect, but it's better than what we have. Mm-hmm. So so come on. I understand the debate is important, but can we just not get bogged down into the minutiae of this that the federal government is so good at doing? Mm. Now, rationing initial doses. If the FDA allows emergency use, Moderna expects to have 20 million doses ready for the uh, in the U.S. by year's end. That's 10 million people because you have to have two doses of their vaccine, and most of them, I think, require a booster. Pfizer expects to have 50 million doses globally in December. That's this month now. Half of them are enough for 12.5 million people are earmarked for the United States. So what are we up to? 22.5 million uh, people that are potentially being treated by year's end just from those two providers alone. Why is that important? Well... Because Governor Bashir yesterday started talking about Kentucky's strategy for how to uh, deliver the vaccines around and who gets them first. And, uh, you know, we've heard frontline, 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 frontline is important. But what they have decided to do is one step ahead of frontline, seemingly. There's some frontlines that are in the initial. But 38,000 are being earmarked for long-term care facilities. And because Governor Bashir said that goal number one is to stop deaths from COVID-19. And 
the deaths from COVID-19 are happening in long-term care facilities. And so if you can vaccinate patients in long-term care facilities, then you will you will drastically reduce the death rate. So, okay, I get that logic. And then here's one thing, here's one additional thing that somebody like me who doesn't work in healthcare doesn't think of immediately. He says that when you can minimize the death rate, the fatality rate in long-term care facilities, you immediately take some of the pressure off of the healthcare system because COVID-19 patients require more attention and energy from healthcare workers than other others do and so you will help first line worker front, you know frontline healthcare workers by reducing the fatality rate of covid-19 immediately which will hopefully then take some of the pressure off delivering the services that are needed to fight covid-19 that makes sense yes so i hadn't thought of that it's like well yes if you can give some aid to the healthcare workers right then it changes, you know, it changes their approach. It changes their stress level. And so I think 12,000 doses are going to hospitals to inoculate healthcare workers in the initial round. But that won't cover, I mean, 12,000 won't cover everyone who works in healthcare. 12,000 won't cover everyone who works in a clinic or a hospital or, you know, a doctor's office. That, that, that certainly wouldn't even uh, come close to doing it. But of the, of the, the initial rounds, 38000 for long-term care and 12000 for health care work. I'm interested to see how they choose which long care, long-term care facilities get it, how many they do for each one. Do they go to the ones that have been hit the hardest first? Yeah, like Grayson Nursing and Rehab. And so that was kind of a, a downstream thing to say, well, why, why long-term care facilities first? Well, look at Grayson Nursing and Rehab, where since November 15, they've had 41 new cases of the virus. And they currently have 30 active cases, 15 residents, 15 staff. And so that is a perfect example. That math bears out that if you can help get it under control there, it eases the burden on not only patients but on staff as well and uh, starts to paint a different picture going forward. But, yeah, I don't I – don't, I'm, I'm with you. How do they decide which facilities and who within those facilities? Mm-hmm. I guess the ones who are immunocompromised first – would seemingly make sense. I don't know. Uh, but the governor did announce also, in addition to vaccination uh, rollout and delivery and hierarchy, 2,124 new cases of the virus were confirmed by the governor yesterday. Listen to this number. That brings our total to 179,000. But 71,000, we have a new month today, so we can look back in the history books now at November. One uh, seventy one thousand eight hundred and twenty two cases alone in the thirty day November period. Hmm. That's insane. We have one hundred and seventy nine thousand since March fifteenth or thirteenth, and now we have and seventy one thousand of them were in one month alone. Twelve new deaths over the previous twenty four hours. Rolling seven day positivity rate jumped to nine point four two percent from Sunday's nine point to 4%. Hospitalizations rose by 32 patients to 1,741, which is the most people ever hospitalized at one time uh, since the beginning, since the onset. So there were yesterday's uh, numbers. The numbers in Grayson County, of course, continuing to be of concern. And the Grayson County Health Department announced yesterday the agency is now offering free COVID-19 tests. The health department said free testing is available, quote, for uninsured residents of Grayson County. Testing is by appointment only by calling 7025931 
Testing is limited to one person per appointment, and the health department is open uh, at 7.30 a.m., I assume Monday through Friday, um, and uh, closes at 4 p.m. So that's the uh, – I think we'll get maybe a new update today. I think the last numbers we had were from maybe last Tuesday. So Friday, I, I think they did do one on Black did do Friday. One on yes. Friday. So we'll get uh, – they're usually doing twice a week, kind of Tuesdays and Fridays. So expect something new. Attorney General Daniel Cameron is asking the U.S. Supreme Court to step in and stop Governor Andy Beshear's ban on in-person classes for religious schools. The Kentucky Attorney General filed an emergency application yesterday imploring the court to uphold a U.S. District Court judge's earlier ruling that Bashir could not stop classes at religious schools. The Sixth Circuit Court ruled for the governor in an appeal on Sunday morning. The Attorney General was on Fox News yesterday and said he was, uh, yesterday morning, saying that he was ready to send the case to the Supreme Court and he followed through. Yesterday afternoon, he said Kentuckians have a First Amendment right to exercise their faith through a religious education, and we maintain that the governor is clearly infringing upon that right by closing religious schools. Cameron says a religious education is a core part of the freedoms protected by the First Amendment, and the governor's order shuttering religious schools is unconstitutional. More than 1,500 Kentucky parents and 20 religious schools joined the AG in filing an amicus brief before the Court of Appeals in this case. Um, Part of the legal finding or part of the legal argument in this case is interesting to me because he is asking the Supreme Court to apply the same analysis to Kentucky's religious schools and prevent the governor from treating religious schools more harshly than secular activities such as concert venues and movie theaters, which are allowed to continue operating. Interesting legal argument because in my mind, I thought, well, movie theaters aren't open. Well, the movie theaters that aren't open are not open because there's not enough content to show, but they've not been ordered closed by the governor. Also, you will find some retail stores, big box stores, that are there is a chance that those stores could have more customers in them at one time Mm -hmm. than some private schools. Yes. Some private schools that we could drive to in a matter of, you know, three, four, five minutes. Mm -hmm. And so it is an interesting legal argument that they are using when appealing to the Supreme Court. The, The governor knows that he can't. He can't take on churches in a mandate. He changed his course to a tactic of asking and requesting. And I think he's been, you know, largely uh, effective in doing that. But he's going to have to be, in the end, I think he will lose this case. I think the governor, I think Governor Bashir will lose this case in the end because of the First Amendment and the freedom involved in the First Amendment issue, especially with the current leanings of the court. Uh, there's a, there is a uh, Roman Catholic Diocese of Brooklyn versus Mario Cuomo case that you could use also for precedent law. I also heard governors are going to continue to have a hard time around the country, including Governor Bashir. Um, where he's he's politically at odds than the majority of uh, than the majority of people, but even in Ohio, Mike DeWine, a Republican governor in a majority Republican state, is going to be under articles of impeachment for his actions, his unilateral actions 
So red state, red governor, and they're going after him saying he has too much abuse of power in his executive orders. So it be interesting to see how that changes over the next uh, few weeks and months between governors and their states. A man fatally shot by a Louisville, Kentucky police officer backed a car into the officer before the shooting. I got a chance to see the... Uh, the um, footage from the body cam last evening. 49-year-old Brian Allen Thurman was in a stolen car when he was pulled over by the officer on November 22nd. Thurman later died at a hospital. Body camera footage released by state police yesterday showed the officer with gun drawn commanding the driver to stop the vehicle before the rear of the car moves and makes contact with the officer's body and gunshots can be heard on the video. It's uh, it's it's clear. You know, he goes up to the back of the vehicle and he tries to get him to stop, and the vehicle backs into the officer and, in essence, runs over him, and then you hear that the shots are fired. So wow. uh, this is kind of a new protocol, too, out of the Breonna Taylor and the unrest over the course of the, the Breonna Taylor case mm-hmm. and the unrest over the course of the summer. LMPD doing things slightly different. You know, they're deferring out to the state police, and saying we need we need a fresh set of eyes on this before we decide, you know, maybe uh, whether there was wrongdoing or whether it was handled correctly. And the people in Louisville largely don't like that decision because the state police have their own set of protocols on when they will release body cam footage after they've reviewed it, where LMPD would release it immediately. The state police will sit on it while they scrutinize it and review it for a while. And so people don't like the delay that has uh, occurred as a result of that. But the information is now out there. You can read about a Logan County Detention Center escapee with a long criminal history found dead uh, in um, well, that happened in Logan County uh, yesterday. You can read about that at K105.com or happened over the weekend. And the Western Kentucky University will pay visit to Louisville in basketball tonight. <laughs> Sam's going L's down. Misty's going L's up. This will be this is a good litmus test game. Mm-hmm. It, this will be a, you know, uh, Western played pretty well in the preseason tournament. Lost to, They lose to West Virginia, Sam? Yeah, lost by six. But and, best player got hurt. So. Yeah, played well on Wednesday and Thursday. But I think you'll get, they'll be able to test their medal against the cards a little bit and see what they've uh, Hopefully what they've Tavion done. Hollingsworth can play. That would be uh, that would be helpful, and the Kentucky Wildcats have certainly set um, they reset expectations on Sunday, where I might have been confident going into the Champions Classic with Kansas tonight. Now I'll just be happy if uh, Kentucky and Kansas, if it's a close game. Do you agree, Sam? Oh, I think they can still win. I think the opponent can mean a lot into how a team performs. All right. So, all right, we'll, we'll see it tonight. Late start, but you can hear it here on K105. Got to get to a break. We'll come back more on the way here on M&O. Creator will be able to adjust who could speak at any time after the dedicated room has been created. Audio spaces will also include transcriptions of the chat. Facebook continues to push into online shopping, buying a company called Customer with a K that creates a single screen interface for businesses to manage their online conversations with customers and automate some interactions with the help of chatbots. Tech Report, Larry Olson. Today is Advent Calendar Day. 
do the advent calendar. Today's day number one. I don't do that, but. No. I saw a joke this morning. Uh, me. Open a window, close a window. Open a window, close a window. Open a window, close a window. Me and my advent calendar. Getting all the treats out of it ahead of time. If you have kids around, be careful. It'll be December 13th on December the 4th, and all the Hershey's kisses will be gone. It's National Pie Day today. It is Rosa Parks Day today. It's the anniversary of her refusing to give up her seat. And it is Giving Tuesday. So a lot of charitable organizations will be... Uh, relying upon you mm-hmm. to uh, to give today. We had Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Today is giving uh, Small Business Saturday. So Black Friday, Small Business Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then we had Cyber Monday, and now it's Giving Tuesday. And uh, Jill Schlesinger, uh, I saw her this morning. My, my normal advisor, I don't have access to him this morning, but I, I heard from a tax advisor on uh, national television this morning that as part of the CARES Act, they changed with the Trump era tax cuts. It it raised the standard deduction on your income taxes so high that most people didn't meet the threshold to itemize, and therefore all your charitable giving was just buried into one standard deduction. All right, so the you are not itemizing your charitable giving like you were probably three years ago. But in the CARES Act specifically, the IRS allowed for a single $300 tax deduction that you can give to charities this year to bona fide charities, not just, hey, you look like a charity or you're a charity case, to real charities. And you can itemize that as a, as a deduction on your uh, income tax return for 2020 when you file it in 2021. So don't let that, you know, don't let the itemization issue deter you from giving today. So it sounds like you could write a check for someone to, like Grayson County Alliance or Mm -hmm. Mission Hope for Kids or whoever that might be. Just write them a check today and you'll be able to um, deduct that from your income tax return. Uh, Another job that you might be interested in. It's what some might consider a dream job. Others, it might be the ninth circle of Hallmark Hades. (laughs) A company is offering to pay someone to watch seasonal films, and they'll throw in a year's worth of streaming from seven different services. Reviews.org is looking for a chief holiday cheermeister whose job will be to watch 25 festive films of their choice in 25 days and fill out a short survey afterwards. It's a paying gig, but not well-paying. The successful applicant will net $2,500 for their efforts, plus those free streaming subscriptions. Sign me up. <laughs> I can watch any 25 movies? It, it says I mean, 25 festive films what's their definition of their of choice. Well, I, festive is somewhat subjective. I right. was going to say, I mean. Die I can, hard. Right. Well, I mean, in, in some instances, don't they celebrate? To, to, uh, they celebrate Christmas and Harry Potter. I mean, isn't that at some points? Isn't that? <laughs> isn't that? Uh, You're gonna have to watch two Harry Potters to make one festive. Well, heck, Harry Potter is about a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, that's know, that's right? a long one. That's can I watch Elf twenty five times? Mm, I think the I think you uh, have to do twenty five reviews. Mm. I think I that would be the. Does Rudolph <laughs> count as a as a movie? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess. More of a documentary. I, guess. <laughs> I mean, hello. About Dennis. Dennis Cook. <laughs> <laughs> the National Retail Federation expects a strong finish 
to the holiday season, with sales numbers expected to be much higher than projected several months ago. Holiday sales during November and December are expected to increase between 3.6% and 5.2% over 2019 to a total between $755 billion and $766 billion nationwide. That's a 3.5% increase in average holiday sales over the past five years. Wow. I, you would have never convinced me that the number would be higher. It's that extra unemployment people were getting. <laughs> well, that might have some to do with it. I think I think that was probably gone Those before Donald November Bucks. 1st. Uh, do you think that this is reduced travel? Do you think that? I mean, there are a people lot of people. take vacations. Don't, sure. don't take vacations or people that might have traveled around the holidays. We generally do. At you know, for some period of time around the holidays, and uh, I don't think we are. And so, does that mean people then reinvest those dollars they would have spent on tourism and travel into additional gifts or whatever? You know? I, I, that, and then I also think since you can't be with your loved one, you ship them a gift. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're they're replacing their Zoom presents Christmas. this year with a present. Right. Right. There's going to be a little extra something in your stocking yes. because I feel good about you not having to be in my house. Yes. <laughs> yes. Maybe it makes you feel I'm more festive. I'm your isolation. You stay over there and I will give you a gift. Uh, I am rewarding your lack of attendance. I have actually used presents as rewards already. I have bribed Mallory to run some errands for me with, I'll let you open a present. <laughs> oh, <laughs> run to the grocery and you'll run to this. It's called an adult advent calendar. <laughs> well, she still has antibodies according to the health department. We're like, go fetch, kid. <laughs> go uh, out you, for the family. <laughs> you are also probably now thinking if you do Christmas cards, then Christmas cards are probably on your radar. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found this article about not making this all-too-common mistake on your holiday cards this year. And it has to do with how to handle your last name. When you speak of your last name broadly as your fa- as your family, and we got a couple of good examples here. Uh, so when you should add an S to make it plural. That's if your last net, last name of your uh, the last letter of your last name starts with A B C D E F G I J K L M N O P Q R T U V W Y. So it would be Gormley's G O R M L E Y S, but it would be Thomas's mm-hmm. because if you have an S, an X, a Z, a C H, or an S H. You're supposed to add an ES, so Buckles's or Thomas's, but Gormley's. Mm-hmm. That's one of the hardest things for me to do because I so don't want to put an ES on the end of Buckles's. Yeah. Buckles. Yeah. It's I just, just don't. No, it's not Kafifi at all. Terrible. But Terrible. That's, that's how you. And you can't switch the spelling of your name, by the way, to. It can't be Gormley's, G-O-R-M-L-I-E-S. No. no. You, you don't You Which don't ever my, change it to an I-E-S to a surname. represent all the Gormley's. <laughs> my, my last name has been spelled a lot of different ways, but that, that, that <laughs> yes, one's not acceptable. One yeah, it's, yeah, right. But you, <laughs> because there are some words when you pluralize them, you change them to an I-E-S, but not a surname. So just... Don't do it. Just don't do it.
You can order candy canes that taste like ketchup, pizza, oh, or pho yeah. for the holidays. What's pho? Do you know what pho is? It's a Vietnamese soup kind of uh, thing. Okay. Like noodles. Not only can you get candy corn this fall that tastes like a turkey dinner or a blackberry cobbler when December rolls around, you can also buy candy canes that taste like ketchup, kale, and mac and cheese. Oh. The peculiar candies can be ordered online from Archie McPhee. M-C-P-H-E-E, so the McPhees, <laughs> which is a Seattle-based novelty company. The lineup of candy canes also includes flavors like bacon, shiitake mushroom, pho, pizza, and clam. That's clam? That's disturbingly gross. You know, all if you remove all of the peppermint, yeah. If you if you take the peppermint entirely out of it, I think in my mind this means a candy cane that has peppermint taste with shiitake mushroom over the top. That's not what they mean. This is a stick. This is not I don't a think mushroom it's, stick. I think it's a shiitake mushroom cane. I don't think there's anything candied about it. It's gross. Six count boxes for five dollars and fifty cents. I love pizza, but I don't no, I don't know I that want I want pizza. I don't I don't know if I want it in cane form. In crystallized form. Well you all said the Oreo ones weren't good, right? I didn't were, think they were bad. Were they, they, like were they, they peppermint were or were they Oreo-flavored no, canes? They were straight up, yeah. There was okay. no peppermint involved okay. whatsoever. It was just crystallized was sugar with some Oreo. <laughs> no peppermint harmed in the making of, yeah. those, <laughs> of, those, of those canes. But that probably wouldn't have been terrible because chocolate and that mint at least are... They're a dessert. Yes. They're both in the dessert category. They're at least siblings. And on Reddit, non-Americans are sharing things they think Americans can't live without. We are viewed around the con- around the globe like cowboys. We kind of have this, Americans have this larger-than-life kind of swagger like we know it all. And, well, don't we? I, I mean, I do. I can't yeah, speak yeah. for everyone. I, I know for, for the two of you that you all know everything, mm-hmm. same way I do. But non-Americans are saying what they think Americans can't live without, number one, is a car. In European countries, it's pretty common that you can go anywhere on public transport, but I haven't heard about any properly functioning public transportation besides New York subways, according to one person. Well, yeah, you can put all of Europe inside the state of Texas. Yeah, I was going to say, it's wide open spaces out here. And you obviously don't know our Amish families. (laughs) They go without cars. Number two was climate-controlled housing. I'm just going to say it would probably be – I would give up something else before I would give Climate up control is what settled the southwest United States. Mm-hmm. Had it not been for climate control, we would still be uh, – the south, the southwestern United States would still belong to the Native Americans. Number three, cheddar cheese and jumbo everything. We do have a, We do have a tendency to do it bigger. You know – I mean, chingers are a thing, (laughs) and they need to say a thing. Yeah, this person also says air conditioning. That's usually the first complaint that Americans have in Germany is a lack of air conditioning. A house, even if you can't afford it, no flat, a house, a big house with two living rooms, one for family and one for, I don't know. But listen, I blame Jr. This whole Dallas dream that we were sold in the 80s, and then the Clintons came along and said everybody should be a homeowner, and they sold us on this idea. Oh, it's an American right. Homeownership is an American right, not an American dream. For a long time, I'm going to write a book that says the American dream was a farce. (laughs) It just puts you in debt. I agree with that one. Garbage disposals. I don't have one. I had one growing up, but don't now, and I do kind of miss it. I've never had one. Starbucks and Twitter. 
I don't like Starbucks. Number eight. I don't do Twitter. Toilet paper. Uh, <laughs> going to keep my yes. going to keep a toilet paper. Said even before bidets became common in other countries, people used buckets and pails to clean down there with water. I'll stick with my toilet paper. No paper, no waste. It's one thing not, to not know how cheap it is to install one or how convenient it is. It's another to be aware of it but stubbornly refuse to even try it. I just don't think we're a good aim. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're clumsy as an American I can't imagine a bucket ending well. Uh, Number nine, (laughs) soda pop. I got to agree with that. Number 10, a microwave. It looks like 90% of Americans don't know how to boil an egg. Well, I I mean, when you've got the microwave, why would it? uh, Well, you're in that exclusive 10% of people that know how. Who's boiling eggs? And 11, a credit card. So, seems to be what the answer. Any of those stand out more than another? Um... Garbage, garbage disposal is weird to me that it would make the list. Yeah, Doesn't everybody have one of those when they can? Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. You know, the Misty Loves Tourism slogans. I do. Did you know there's a town in Oklahoma called Hooker? (laughs) (laughs) Hooker, Oklahoma, and the town slogan is, it's a location, not a vocation. (laughs) So if I ever ask where my husband's going, he says to Hooker. 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 I'll now know it's Oklahoma. You say it's Oklahoma. Because you'll say, well, make sure and take your cowboy hat. (laughs) Because you're going to... Hooker, Oklahoma. Yeah. It's a location, not a vocation. I think, hey, it's pretty good. But now. I love it. They they didn't, though, they didn't have a slogan or a sentiment in mind and then name the town. So I'd be curious to know the origins of naming the town mm-hmm. that. Right. And then they had to come up with a clever slogan <laughs> to clarify. I wonder if somebody's last name, like Washington. Yeah. Or <laughs> they came up with the slogan after many, many, many wayward tourists showed up. With the wrong impression. And they rolled into town and going, well, okay, where are they? A lot of frat parties and bachelor parties. It it honors the local cattle foreman, John Hooker Threlkeld, who came to the area in 1873. We couldn't go with Threlkeld? (laughs) Threlkeld was a little hard to say, I suppose. Threlkeld. His nickname was Hooker. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it was. Since that was his middle name. Got it. They just couldn't call him Hook. Right. I mean, Captain Hook. Right. Yes, Why couldn't they call options. him Captain? There were options. There were plenty of choices. <laughs> the Mandalorian. Sam, do you uh, have you seen The Mandalorian? No. Okay. No. You're not even really a Star Wars person? Uh, no. I mean, it's okay. There's, there's I was no... going to say, I feel like if I gave my my honest answer, you might come across the table. Well, so. I mean. Oh, do say, Sam. No, go on. Probably, I, carry on. Probably nope. not. I'll leave that up to Dennis Cook if he wants to. <laughs> if he wants to well, I remember that I that. said something about John Steinbeck and, and Christie about came off came across the table about me. So I got I to gotta be careful. Oh, about mm. the Grapes of Wrath? Yeah, oh, I think Steinbeck's don't. the worst. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Yeah. It, well, was, it, it didn't end well. I guess you could throw Star Wars in that same yeah. category. He was oh, fired wow. twice. Okay, but wait a minute. If you're if you saying that if you <laughs> Star Wars is the worst. No, it's not the worst. I was going to say, have you seen a Star yeah. Wars? Oh, movie? yes, I've seen most of them. Huh, I okay. just, I'm just not a fan. All right, my brothers are though, and you know what? You do you. The it's Mandalorian. Great. In Yolo. I missed this one in chapter twelve 
of The Mandalorian, which came out a week ago Friday, they had to digitally erase a guy wearing a T-shirt and jeans. <laughs> and so if we can get that full screen. So it's a guy on the set. And he didn't get out of the shot, and they didn't catch it at the time of the shooting. He has a wristwatch on. He has a drab green T-shirt and a pair of Levi's right. on. And then you've got the start. You've got the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and uh, you've got grief. And then uh, oh, I can't remember. Kara, I think is her name. And so there they are in full Mandalorian mm-hmm. regalia. And then you've got some guy that looks like he walked out of gas station. Yes. Is this not the restroom? Standing this, over there like, this. it would be even better if he were looking around. All right. Like, like, wow, <laughs> what's this place? That's that's impressive. He on a tire took me to a portal. <laughs> a new survey shows America's top 20 entertainment franchises, and at number one, The Mandalorian is at number one. Okay. Uh, in that same episode that we were just talking about where they had to erase that guy out of the picture, it, they had these blue macaroon type cookies that the child was eating, and I thought I need some of these. And mm-hmm. I, I need mm-hmm. I, if I only knew a chef that could make food coloring that was in a blue color and make some macaroons, you'd be good to go. I think I think I might know someone. Be a Christmas miracle. <laughs> At number two, the Avengers. Three Stranger Things. Four John Wick. Five Black Panther. Guardians of the Galaxy. At six. Ozark at 8, Deadpool at 11, Iron Man at 13, Mario Brothers at 14, Toy Story at 15, uh, Coco at 18, The Lion King at 19, and Hamilton at 20. Finally. Do you see the performance in the parade, Misty? No, I turned yeah, it on it's to good. watch it. It's and 30 minutes in. They started okay, at 30 minutes at the, uh, it was at uh, 8.30. So what did they do? Uh, the Skylar Sisters. Oh, okay. So it's good. Um, the... Uh, I'm kind of surprised that you'll notice Star Wars is not listed in there. I think that if you were to do this list a couple of years ago before The Mandalorian, Star Wars would be at number one. But because The Mandalorian is part of the Star Wars franchise, Mm -hmm. it's identified specifically as The Mandalorian. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I'm surprised Coco's in there. Yeah, me too. I, what is that? Coco's a little. It's just a cart. Well, is it, is it Disney? Yeah, it is Disney. Oh, is that that bird, the like parrot or whatever? No, no. This is the. It's a Day of the Dead. It's a Deus de los de los Muertos. De los Muertos. Yeah. Um, this is one of the few pieces of Disney content that has broad appeal in the Latin culture. Oh, okay, that's that's why it is. It okay. is so Anglo's probably aren't going to like it as much. Well, but, I just haven't seen as much about it as I have, say, you know, I mean, Toy Story's in there, but then, I mean, so many of the other Disney, Frozen, hello. Yeah, I would think that would be in before. There were a couple that yeah. I skipped over. The Witcher. I don't know what that is. Never heard of it. John Wick at four. Doctor Strange at 16. Very strange. It just doesn't make any doesn't make any Who sense. Who are these to people me. doing life wrong? Yeah. Watching the wrong things. They asked the wrong people. And what else? Oh, I read this morning that Johnny Galecki. Mm-hmm. Johnny Galecki <laughs> is leaving his baby mama. That's sad. Yeah. He was like, what are you, what are you doing there, uh, Leonard? Yeah. Get it <laughs> together, you Leonard. can't do that. And But also, more importantly, this time of year, Johnny Galecki was 
Russ Griswold in Christmas Vacation. Oh, that's right. yeah. that's right. It's not going in our yard, Russ. It's going in our living room. <laughs> Got to get to a break. We'll come back. More on the way here from In the Know. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo. MV's point to ponder for today. I feel like Sam might be uniquely qualified oh, to gosh. answer this question. Oh, Misty raised three children, so maybe she knows. MV's <laughs> point to ponder. Didn't say I was good at it. Is a cold hot pocket just a pocket? Oh, we did do a lot of hot pockets at our house, so I feel like we need to call mm-hmm. Elijah because Eli the Thomas is the one that ate them. Sam, were you raised on hot pockets? Uh, college. I okay. mean, right. and maybe fancy? even still to today. I mean, I yeah, my mom would get them when we were home when she was at work, you know, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. freshman year of high school where we couldn't drive and get lunch. It was kind of the way that she was like, don't burn the house down and make yourself actual lunch. So put this in the microwave so you don't. Right. Hurt yourself or your brother. Hey, hot pockets are good. I'm, I'm certainly not dogging them. They're yeah. they're good. But the pizza one when they're in the when they are in the freezer, they are not hot. No, that's true. But it's you probably still call them a hot pocket. But really, I would implore you to say no. It's just a pocket. We actually call them pizza pockets because we got the pepperoni ones. Yeah, and he would say I need a the pizza breakfast pocket. ones are good too. So. What's that? They never uh, they did pop tarts for breakfast because I'm fancy. Oh, like pizza that. rolls, yeah. uh, pepper, pop tart, pepperoni rolls, oh, pizza, pizza rolls. Yeah. Uh, no, the bigger one, like uh, over in Eastern Kentucky, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a. They're very popular. I think they're called think, pepperoni rolls. Oh yeah, or pizza rolls because you'd always get those at. Uh, I don't know if the place in town still sells them yeah, I know. I love but, but these are the like these are not the miniature ones mm-hmm. these are uh, they're, they're a, great big stromboli like yes right and yeah. it's because they would go in a lunch pail well for the miners mm. that you could take a couple of them in there mm-hmm. and they were hearty and they would fill you up and they they didn't spoil and if you got no, a little coal right. dust on them they were still and that's okay. the thing about pizza it doesn't go bad it's an all day, every day, any Absolutely. temperature kind of food. Mm-hmm. You, you, you darn tooting about that. Yeah. Uh, on television, uh, on ABC tonight, The Bachelorette. Um, I'll yeah, pass. Not. Yeah. I did watch. I did watch half of one episode of The Black Bachelorette once, but that's it. You made it that far. How do you? Do you feel? Do you you feel all know dirty? why. You all know why. I don't have time to get into it, but oh, you know why. Oh, that's right. That's right. I totally forgot. Yes. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on CBS tonight, the 1964 seasonal classic. So watch it tonight, Sam, and then you'll decide. Is it a movie or is it a I say it's show? a movie. Uh, then on following that is on CBS, Let's Make a Deal primetime. They've been doing this a lot more. They've been doing... They've been doing... Uh, never never liked that one. Price is Right. It's not as good as The Price is Right to me. No, because it was always on before The Price is Right when I'd watch with my grandma, and we'd always just kind of, eh. I do think it's funny is that the that two people from the uh, alumni ranks of Whose Line Is It Anyway have gone on to be game show hosts. So mm-hmm. Drew Carey hosts The Price is Right, and Wayne Brady hosts Let's Make a Deal. Wayne Brady makes me so happy. You like Wayne Brady? Oh, he's, he's so all right. Yeah, I think he's pretty I like Drew Carey, too. He's I love not Drew too Carey, bad. too. Yeah. He's Brady not Bob just... Barker, but I he's... Like, he's I, don't like he's I don't like Drew Carey. You Did don't? I see him at the parade saying happy holidays and with the full beard? Was there a commercial with him or something? I, I would Price doubt it. Right. I would doubt right. that you saw him on NBC, but I possible. didn't recognize... I saw him on something. He needs to shave that little thing, that little... I've not seen that. This guy had like a whole thing of beer. Soul patch like, or whatever he's he was, got going on. He was on. doing the whole Price is Right thing, and I'm like, 
Drew oh, Carey. Well, he might. If he was doing the Price is Right thing, it probably was Drew Carey. It didn't look like him. Today's highlight in history of the state, 1955, Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat on a city bus. You should know the rest of the story. If not, look it up. It's a good story. In 1860, the Charles Dickens novel Great Expectations was first published in serial form. In 1990, British and French workers digging the Channel Tunnel, which we know today as the Channel, mm -hmm. between their countries finally met after knocking out a passage in a service tunnel. Wouldn't that have been funny? Like they, they blow up a stick of dynamite, it opens up a hole, and there are people on the other side. <laughs> you know, what are you all doing here? What are you all doing here? We kill the wrong have way. you ever done that? The channel? Yeah. No, I've never been to Europe. No. My mom but has. My mom and sister have. It would be something that I would enjoy doing. It would be cool. That is One year ago today, Frozen 2 set a record for the five-day period starting on the day before Thanksgiving, taking in $132.7 million at the box office. Birthdays today, Woody Allen is 85, Lee Trevino is 81, Bette Midler is 75, Sarah Silverman is 50, Janelle Monae is 35, and Zoe Kravitz is 32. Gone but not forgotten, Lou Rawls, born this date in 1933, and that's all the Gone but not forgotten. Let's find a chart topper. Let's go to 19, the year is 1954. And the Cordettes were number one. Classic. Not Corvettes, Cordettes. Mr. Simon, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Mr. You look unsure. I'm just unentertained, underwhelmed. You don't like... Huh? It's... I know the song. I mean, it's, it's not, not my favorite song about a Sandman. I mean, yeah, I go mean, Metallica. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the it's different no, end of the spectrum. It's yeah. No, enter Sandman. Yeah. No, it is not. Oh, the sun's gonna shine in my life once more. 1963. Love's gonna live Buck Owens. Again. Love's gonna live here. Okay. You, again. You again, again look underwhelmed. I really am. Uh, gonna be recognized uh, body language, like reading. Good. I'll jump into your... Yeah, get over here in this, yeah, this yeah, pool oh, of yeah. enthused. Hmm. All right. <laughs> well, let's try to move forward to 1972 and uh, see if we can do a little better. I can see clearly. Okay, it's a little better. Johnny, I just think of Shrek. Yeah. Number one. Were the three blind mice yeah, thing this? We watched Shrek over the weekend and there were no kids at our house. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. We love Shrek. We've seen it love Shrek. twice. Watching it by oh. force and watching it by choice. Two totally different things. Oh, it's good either way. Yeah. It's good with or without kids. <laughs> Let's go to, we'll move into the 1980s. See if we can find something that you might recognize. 1981 was the year. I like the police. The police. And every little thing she does is magic. Uh, 1990, Whitney Houston, I'm Your Baby Tonight. Mariah Carey, Heartbreaker in 99. T.I. and Rihanna, Live Your Life in 08. And Camilla Cabello, Havana, number one three years ago today. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Give you a pop off this for just a second. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Doing the right thing is more important than doing the thing right. Doing the right thing is more important than doing the thing right. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Misty Thomas, for Sam Gormley, I'm MB, and 